Hello, everyone. Welcome back after a very long hiatus to Mixed Feelings. I am your host, Natalie Roach. And I just want to say it's been a long time. I shouldn't have left you without a dope beat to step to. In the words of Timberland, in the late great Aaliyah's song, and by song I mean smash hit, try again. So here I'm back, giving you a dope beat to step to, uh, which is going to be in the form of my podcast, Mixed Feelings. And it it has been a while. And Kevin asked me if I was going to address the issue of the day, which is why I have been absent. And why I have been absent, everyone, is because I got into uh, a little, a little, a little bit more than a fender bender when we were on a trip to Ireland back in May, and uh, otherwise known as a significant motor vehicle accident, and I suffered a concussion that has just been lingering, like the person at the party who doesn't take the hint after you fucking start cleaning the dishes and turning the lights off and saying I'm going to bed. They just, they just want to stay, just want to keep scraping the bottle of, sorry, the bottom, not the bottom of the bottle, but I mean that too, but scraping the bottom of the uh, dip bowl with uh, the remaining crumbs of tortilla chips that remain. And that is what this concussion has been like. It has lasted for a very long time and made it quite difficult to do things like concentrate or be coherent or um, string together sentences that sound as if I am a university educated person. But here I am overcoming first time back in a while. And um, it feels good to be back. I just was thinking about what could I do after work today. And I thought maybe I'll get a massage. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get a massage. I don't want to get a massage. I want to do a podcast. And I just I just made the decision then and there. And uh, that's what I'm doing. So I'm following through and feel proud of myself for the discipline. And I'm really glad that you're coming with me on this journey. So as always, we're going to start with what's going on in the world. And what is going on in the world is I don't really care. I don't really care what's going on in the world right now. It doesn't mean that what's going on in the world is not important. It means that I am choosing to remain ignorant of what's going on in the world because I did not feel like looking anymore at a computer screen this evening. So everyone, I'm going to trust you to use the good old search function on Twitter and just keep yourself abreast of what is happening in the world because if you were to ask me what's happening in the world, it is the pictures from the Emmys last night and that's that's about all I can tell you, that there's a decent shot of the Kardashian sisters and uh, I can't really go into much more detail than that. I don't even know who won and I, quite frankly, at this point don't even really know what the Emmys are awards for. So... What's going on in the world is going to have to wait. I already told you what's going on with me. I have a concussion. It does not define my life, but it defines how much I get paid because everyone, there's a little thing called being on disability. And there's a lot of nuances in that and what that means, but it means that I'm shopping at no frills these days and not at lot. That's not true. I'm not shopping at no frills. I'm, I'm still a fairly consistent patron of Loblaws supermarkets but I am making smarter choices there you know like no I will not get the organic olive oil non-aerosol okay I still get the organic non-aerosol aerosol, uh, cooking spray but I think about it for a long time before I do. But there there hasn't been many changes that have been made that's not true I've been having eggs more as a protein because you know meat's expensive so anyways that's uh that's what's going on with me 
And I was thinking for a topic for today, something that I found kind of interesting. There's a couple things. One is this idea. Hold on, I'm looking it up on my phone here. I bookmarked the page. Okay, I don't know if anyone else has heard of this. There's something called a food desert. A food desert. Okay, and what a food desert is, is it's an area, especially one with low-income residents, that has limited access to affordable and nutritious food. In contrast, an area with supermarkets or vegetable shops is a food oasis. The designation considers the type and quality of food available to the population, in addition to the nature, number, and size of food stores that are accessible. Food deserts are characterized by a lack of supermarkets, which decreases residents' access to fruits, vegetables, and other whole foods. Um, This is from the United States, but basically it's kind of, if you think about it, if you're surrounded by mostly convenience stores, you're not really going to have, I don't know if you all have ever been into 7-Eleven and seen that nasty basket of like wrinkled fruit they sell for $2 a piece. And if I was in a situation where I had $2 and I had the choice between an overly ripe smashed banana and, you know, a fucking Big Gulp, I'm going for the Big Gulp you know, it's going to last longer, it's got more calories, it's larger, and it's not a smashed mangled banana. It's just wrong, you know? But if you're in an area that has mostly 7-Eleven or 7-Eleven adjacent stores, it's going to be really difficult to get the non-smashed banana for a decent price. Therefore, meaning that people who live in those kinds of areas and food deserts are having less access to healthy and fresh food. And, you know, that just really made me think that's such something that I take for granted. I really take for granted that I can walk literally five minutes. I mean, five minutes in a normal person's space, like, you know, seven of mine. So I can walk seven minutes and I have access to a food oasis, multiple food oasises. We live near a Loblaws. I live near a Longo's. There's another Loblaws about like not too far away. I can also walk into Forest Hill Village and go to the kitchen table, although I never would because who wants to pay $11 for peanut butter? But I mean, I could if I wanted to and I have the income that allows me to do that. And it just really made me think that's such an easy thing to take for granted. And it inspired the smallest amount of charity in me this week. I am ashamed to say that this is something that I actually felt good about because for other people it might just be a national tendency. But I bought this applesauce because I had dental surgery a week ago because my gums are gnarly and I had to get them fixed. And as a result, I'm eating a lot of soft food, including applesauce. Under friggin' rated. That stuff is amazing. But I overbought. So I was thinking, oh, did I keep the receipt for this applesauce? I want to return it. And then I started to think, this is unsweetened, like, applesauce. It's got a decent nutritional value and it's non-perishable when it's sealed. It's like, I should take this to a food bank. I didn't even know. I did, I'm like, how do you how do you take things to a food bank? Like, where are there food banks? Where do I go for food banks. And I don't know if you knew this, you can take any non like perishable, I'm sorry, non-perishable food items to any fire hall in Toronto. They all donate to the Daily Bread Food Bank, which is like the biggest food bank of them all. Like that's the mothership, so to speak. So you don't typically like give to individual smaller shops. They all get, I think, from the Daily Bread Food Bank. I could be completely wrong on this. I did not research it. But basically, you donate to the Daily Bread. You can go to any fire hall and donate your food items. And there's also a lot of grocery stores that have um, uh, like collection boxes or whatever. And of course, one of them is at friggin' Whole Foods. So I can go there and like, you know, justify the fact that I'm spending $150 on many small or tis and by many, I mean like 
10 small artisanal objects and then, oh, here's my $6 worth of applesauce that I'm putting in the donation bin for the Daily Bread Food Bank. I'm, I'm so environmentally friendly. I'm so socially conscious. I'm just so wonderful. But actually, it just, when I, when I came across that term food desert, it just, it just really got me thinking about, like, really what it means to be ignorant of the situation that other people can find themselves in and like what is something that I can do that makes a small difference and I'm like I can you know buy an extra thing of applesauce every week when I go and just put it in the bin you know I can just you know make that small change and apparently things like canned fresh fruit and tomato sauce and obviously like baby formula and all that kind of stuff are really hot ticket items and by hot ticket items i mean needed for human functioning so yeah that's that's what i think about food deserts let me know what you think i'd be happy to hear your thoughts on how you have thought about i don't know access to food in your life and if there's ever been a time when it hasn't been something that you've had easy access to. Basically, what I'm asking you to tell me is the deepest, darkest, most painful moments of your life and how you came through them. So something to think about, you know, that there are people who live in food deserts. Do you live in a food desert? You know, Kevin actually told me this very crazy story. He was at the uh, LCBO and he witnessed a robbery tonight. He witnessed a robbery, uh, not armed, but just these people came in and were like loading at a very fast pace into this large like plastic container very high-end expensive liquor and we're just putting it in and like one of the customers started yelling at them and they're kind of like leave us alone and blah 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 and then they just ran out and the guy took a photo of their license plate and they called the cops and gave them the license plate and I'm sure they didn't get far and I just started to I started to really think about those two people and he said that they were very young like like they were in their early 20s and I mean to do something that's so like desperate it seemed to me to be so desperate i was just like it started me kind of also linked to the food desert i'm like i bet they live in a food desert you know i bet they don't have access to anything other than a smash mangle two dollar Seven Eleven banana and they're choosing the big gulps and you know today over big gulps i started thinking about this heist i mean there's they didn't get far like the guy gave them their license plate I feel honestly, I feel bad for them. And I'm also at the same time very thankful that it wasn't something like that got escalated, like there was there was guns there. So anyways, that that got heavy. That got heavy real fast. But just a lot of gratitude for simple things and how easy it is to take for granted, you know, the the fact that I have spinach and cucumbers in my fridge and it was very easy for me to get that. So would love to hear your thoughts on that. Food deserts. Um, and that brings us into a uh, much needed funny anecdote portion of the podcast and I was thinking this happened so long ago but it was trending on Twitter for like a second and these are the types of stories I pay attention to rather than keeping abreast of politics but there were it's unprecedented and there were 17 million dollar shoes they were like women's pumps and they were gold and they had diamonds on them so they had like something like actual gold flakes in the paint or something like that and they had actual diamonds on them and I had to say they were a huge disappointment to me. An enormous disappointment. $17 million shoes, and they looked so uncomfortable. If I had, like, Demi Moore in the 90s money, 
and I could pay $17 million for a pair of shoes, I basically want them to be massaging my feet while I'm walking. Like, I want to walk on water. Like, I basically, I want shoes that give me the Jesus Christ experience. If I'm paying $7 million, $17 million for shoes, like, I damn well better be walking across Lake Ontario to get to St. Catharines. Like, that, that is what I am expecting out of my shoes. Like, full massage, no more aches and pains, a pedicure, like, when I take them off, like, just, it, like, silky soft feet, and the ability to not break the surface of water. That's, that's what I'm looking for in 17. I'm not looking for an uncomfortable, these are getting tucked off underneath the dinner table type of affair. That's just, that's just not what I'm expecting. But I guess I'm not the target market for these $17 million shoes. They're probably going more for the Abu Dhabi set. Um, and that brings us to the listener question portion of the show. And uh, she didn't give a fake name here, but I'm going to give her a fake name. We are going to call her... Malika. So Malika asked, do you do a dry run? I find the way you speak and tell stories so compelling in person and on your show. Thank you. And it really got me wondering, do you do a dry run before you record? How do you get your phrasing and ideas to come out so clearly and compellingly? Do you do anything else to practice and organize organize your ideas? Well, I don't do anything to organize my speech, apparently. But that, number one, thank you so much, Malika. I really appreciate that, the vote of support and confidence. I do not do any dry run. I just, I look in the notes section on my phone, or I write down, like, that from things that I've written down, and I just... I just talk about them in turn. So I have some kind of organization. Like I know that I like to go through what's going on in the world, what's going on with me, a topic of some sort. Then I do a funny anecdote, a listener question, and then I make a recommendation for the week for people to listen to, or in this case, a recommendation to get you through the next six months. Apparently that's uh, what happened last time, but uh, I had a concussion, you know, major motor vehicle accident. So take it easy on me. And that's all I do. I, guess it just ends up coming out coherently and clearly and maybe it's just because this is the only occasion that I have to exposition my words in such a manner like there's really no other time in my day when I can talk uninterrupted voicing my opinions in a non-professional way for like 20 plus minutes it's pretty great actually I mean I'm I'm pretty egotistical and have a relatively fragile self-esteem so it's uh it's pretty great to be able to do this I'm sorry about that um but yeah thank you for that question that was awesome thank you very much Malika hope you continue listening even though I know you just had a wonderful bundle of joy as an arrival I don't know if that's too much of a reveal but anyways I know that Malika just had a had a daughter and it's it's really exciting so Anyways, that brings us to the final portion of the show, which is a recommendation. And I am going to be recommending Oprah's Masterclass podcast. I mean, it's Oprah and basically like if Oprah was recommending like diarrhea medication, I'd go out and fucking buy like 50 cases of it. And I also want to apologize. There's been like three F-bombs during this uh, during this podcast, but I'm not in the closet and I'm under a down bed, down blanket on our bed and uh, it's getting a little hot under here and it started a little hot. So now it's actually getting almost unbearingly hot. So the, uh, the F-bombs are coming a little bit more freely, uh, dropping a little bit more freely. God damn it. The F-bombs are dropping a little bit more freely, friends. There we go. Nailed it. 
So the recommendation, Oprah's Masterclass podcast, it's so good, but I want to specifically recommend the Lenny Kravitz one. I was so surprised. It was really, it was really insightful. I mean, there's more to Lenny than a friggin' oversized knit scarf and a denim jacket and a pair of sunglasses. Like, Lenny has some some pretty serious wisdom about life. I was really impressed. And uh, Oprah is absolutely right. He is a master. So take his class. So anyways, listen, that's it for me. So uh, it was really, really great to come back. I just wanted to ease back in here. Next time I'll try to, you know, be a little bit more abreast of what's going on in the world. I love being able to say abreast. It's, it's just one of the greatest joys. Next time I'll try to be a little bit more abreast of what is going on in the world. But for today, that was it. And uh, if you have any listener questions, I would love to hear them. Any questions, comments, feedback, please email me at all my mixed feelings at gmail.com. That's all A L L M Y M I X E D F E E L I N G S at gmail.com. And I hope to be back sooner than six months from now. Thanks for all your support. Thanks for listening. Stay mixed up. Bye.